Hello and welcome back. My name is Leo and this is the California Caucus. All right, cool. So today we are going to be looking at the campaign to recall uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom. Um, I'm going to kind of be going over, you know, just some of the facts of the process, um, you know, how many signatures are required, some dates to look for, when we expect um, the election to actually take place, and, uh, you know, what happens after that, and some of the historical precedent. All right, let's get started. So the deadline to turn in signatures um, just ended a few weeks ago. Uh, the final tally um, for the campaign to recall Governor Newsom it looks like they had around 2.1 million. Uh, that's what the campaign says. Um, the number of signatures needed is exactly 1,495,709. Um, this number represents exactly 12% of the votes in last governor's election. Uh, that's the exact number you have to hit to get the recall election started. Um, so it looks like they'll get it. But it's important to keep in mind that in every single recall or even, you know, a petition effort, uh, a number of signatures are rejected. There's a couple of different reasons for this. Uh, one of the most common is that the person that signed maybe actually doesn't live in the state of California. Maybe they're an Arizona, Nevada citizen. Um, and another reason is for people who have signed more than once. Um, you know, people forget that they signed already or they just wanted to sign more than once and they didn't know that was <laughs> not a thing. So um, there's going to be some signatures that end up coming off of that 2.1 million. But that's a big enough cushion over the 1.5 or so that they need that they'll probably get it based on that amount of signatures. So currently, uh, county election officials are working to validate the existing signatures. So they're going through every single signature, making sure that the address they listed is, you know, legit, um, is in their county, uh, and also that they haven't signed more than once. Um, if that mark does surpass 1.5 million, uh, then the Secretary of State will officially report that the recall campaign has qualified. Um, you should probably expect that to happen probably either at the very end of April or sometime in the middle of May. Um, then after that, there is a 30 business day period where anyone who signed the petitions may withdraw their signatures. So it'll really depend on you know the popularity of you know Governor Newsom, but I wouldn't expect to see a whole bunch of people, you know, withdrawing theirs. And either way, it's probably not going to be enough to flip them back under that 1.5 million uh, signatures mark. Um, but then after that, after the 30 business day period, uh, there's a few other steps that they have to pass. Um, so there's going to be another verification process by county officials after that. Uh, then there's a cost estimate by the California Department of Finance. Um, this gets sent to the Joint Legislative Budget Committee, which Governor Newsom actually sits on, along with the uh, Secretary of State and Lieutenant Governor. Um, they have to, you know, approve the cost estimate, um, make sure that it's accurate, but they get a little bit of time to, you know, delay the eventual, you know, process of the actual election being called. Um, then after that, there's a final review of this cost by uh, the Lieutenant Governor, um, and she has to set a date for the recall. So after that point, at that exact mark, it has to be within 60 to 80 days from that day. So um, this could be sometime, you know, in June, July, August. We don't know. 
but at that exact point, after the cost estimate has been approved by Lieutenant Governor, um, then they set the election for 60 to 80 days out. So that is going to be really the point where we're actually going to know when this election is. As it currently stands, we don't know. Um, a lot of people are saying it could be between August and December. It could be even later than that. Um, we just don't know based on how long they want to delay it. If they want to delay it at all, they could want to just say, let's do it now. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but anyway, those are dates to keep an eye out for. Um, and yeah, I guess the expectation for most people in the state is anywhere between August and December, possibly later. So yeah. So let's move on to what the actual recall election will look like. Uh, so there's going to be two questions on the ballot. Um, this isn't going to be like a typical November general election or even a primary election where you may see a number of different issues on the ballot. In this case, it'll just be this one issue. So there will be two questions on the ballot. The first question will be, would you like to recall Governor Gavin Newsom? The second question will be, who would you like to replace Gavin Newsom? Um, so even in the case that you vote no on the first question, you can still vote on the second, uh, just in case that the recall does end up going through. They want everybody to be able to say who would replace him. Um, basically, this second question will be the same as any you know typical primary or governor election in the state. So in order for Gavin Newsom to actually be recalled as California governor, yes, on that first question, must receive 50% or more of the vote. So basically, this is the same as any um, ballot initiative. 50% uh, is the threshold for Gavin Newsom to be actually recalled. Um, if it does receive 50%, whoever the candidate is on question number two, who would you like to replace Gavin Newsom? Um, whoever the candidate that receives the most votes in that is actually just therefore elected governor. Um, this isn't a primary or anything. It doesn't have to get over that 50% vote, 50 vote threshold. Um, it's just about whoever gets the most. But I think an important thing to remember in this whole thing is that Gavin Newsom's current term actually ends at the end of 2022. So if he does get recalled and someone gets elected, uh, they're only in office until 2022 and they have to immediately turn around and face a re-election campaign going into the 2022 election. So if Gavin Newsom doesn't get recalled, um, he actually is going into a re-election campaign in 2022 anyway. So uh, this is kind of a, a pseudo 2022 governor race. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who gets in. And obviously, it'll be really interesting to see how Governor Newsom actually does in the recall. Um, if he wins that no vote by over, you know, 10%, if he's if he's at 60%, you could see him really secure that 2022 re-election campaign. If he comes close, or obviously he's recalled, but if he comes close, you could see some Democratic challengers really start to step up after that and say, hey, maybe I could win this thing in 2022. So I kind of wanted to get into the politics of uh, this recall election, um, kind of look at some of the history. So the last recall election was in 2003. Um, then current governor, uh, Gray Davis, who was a Democrat, was actually challenged to a recall um, and was recalled and was replaced by Arnold Schwarzenegger, a Republican. So that's how Arnold Schwarzenegger originally became governor of the state of California. Um, obviously, the state of politics, both nationally and within the California government, um, have completely changed since then. Uh, and the likelihood of Republican winning today 
is super low, is, is way lower than it was even back in the 2003 range around 20 years ago. It's also important to remember that the state Democratic Party has actually gotten much smarter about these elections where there's a whole bunch of candidates in. They don't want two really high profile or even three really high profile people um, that are Democrats running against Governor Gavin Newsom because they could split the vote. And if he is recalled, then you could see a Republican uh, governor get in there and maybe even get reelected like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was. So um, they're not going to have multiple very high profile candidates. Um, They may have one just to, uh, (laughs) you know, safe bet um, just in case Governor Newsom is recalled. But I wouldn't expect to see any really high-profile candidates. And anyone who really wants to be governor, especially after Gavin Newsom, I wouldn't really expect to see them get in the race. Uh, Just because it's such a politically charged campaign and, you know, it could really backfire on a, you know, rising star in the Democratic Party in California to go publicly against the leader of the party in California. Um, So, anyway... Probably don't expect to see any super high-profile Democratic candidates, maybe one, maybe two, uh, just to sure up any Democratic votes if he is recalled. It's also important to note that the recall election isn't really supported by Democrats. Um, there are some former Democrats and some uh, you know, big tech executives who have supported Democrats in the past who are actually backing this. But the vast majority of people, especially the high-profile people who are supporting this recall election, are uh, Republicans. Um, There have actually been five failed recall attempts since Newsom took office in 2019. So, I mean, in two years, there's been five. Um, This is actually the sixth, uh, and it only really survived. It it was about to fail, uh, but it survived because a judge granted them extra time to collect signatures due to COVID-19. Um, so I don't think you'd be normally seeing this campaign. It's, it's very special circumstances. And, uh, Gavin Newsom was spotted in November, uh, at a fundraising dinner without a mask after, you know, urging Californians to wear a mask. And a lot of people were very angry about that. And that's when they got a lot of signatures. Um, so I think it's just a combination of events that kind of led to this moment. Uh, and, and, you know, really doesn't necessarily represent, a lot of fervor against uh, Gavin Newsom, especially amongst Democrats. But yeah, it's very important to remember that the majority of leaders and donors who are supporting this campaign to recall uh, Governor Newsom are actually Republicans. Um, I think that's really relevant in this whole thing and you know, kind of has been lost in the national coverage of it. So I wanted to end this podcast by kind of going over some of the evidence as to why I think this campaign is likely to fail um, in recalling Governor Newsom, kind of go over some of the historical evidence and public polling information. So obviously, California is known as being the biggest blue state in the country, um, you know, a democratic haven in a a sense, uh, and also a breeding ground for many national politicians uh, who are democratic. Um, And, you know, I think that's most noted in our current vice president being from California. But I know a lot of you are thinking about the last recall election and the fact that there was a Republican that came out of that. Um, I think it's important to look at a couple different factors uh, when thinking about could a Republican actually be elected governor in California, um, especially in today's age. Uh, So the first thing I wanted to look at is that Republican Party registration in California has gone from 45% in 2000 to under 35% today. That's a pretty major drop-off, and I think it's represented in 
the uh, governor elections. So in 2006, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger won. He was a Republican. He was an atypical Republican, obviously, but he was still a Republican. Um, he won 55.9% of the vote. Uh, the Democratic challenger that year won 38.9%. Um, so not even that close. Uh, Republican easily sweeps through. Obviously, it was still a blue state back then. Different circumstances because he is a movie star, not a typical Republican, but still Republican won. But in 2010, just four years later, uh, the Democrat, Jerry Brown, actually won 54% compared to the Republicans' 41%. That was an election without an incumbent. Um, so it's a good case study uh, to look at. And it kind of proves that between a fairly generic Democrat and a fairly generic Republican, uh, which I'm not saying either of those two were, but what I'm saying is between two generic Democrats and Republicans, generally speaking, a Democrat is going to win that by a good margin. Uh, and then if you look even further out uh, to 2018, which is when Gavin Newsom uh, first won, he was elected 62% to the Republicans 38%. So an even bigger switch there, uh, almost gaining 10% from the last um, non-incumbent Democrat winning, uh, which is pretty remarkable, actually, uh, especially for a state this big. Um, but it does track with the trends of national politics of the times, um, with less people being willing to vote for you know, Democrats if you're a Republican or Republicans if you're a Democrat. So I think it's really important to look at that data spanning back to 2000 and really consider that the state has changed so much, even in 20 years. Um, Democrats have really consolidated their support and Republicans have lost an enormous amount of support uh, statewide. Um, and, you know, these statewide elections generally are not close. Democrats are winning by much bigger margins now. So that's important to remember. Um, Definitely good to have that in mind as you consider what might happen in this recall election. Um, and I kind of wanted to go over some polling information uh, that recently came out about uh, Governor Newsom. So as it currently stands, 52% of Californians approve of the job that Governor Newsom is doing, while only 42% disapprove. Uh, approval rating is a really important measure of how popular a, uh, a governor or even a president or senator is in their respective districts. So in California, Governor Newsom has a 52% um, approval rating, according to this poll. Uh, in comparison, which I think it, this is really important, in comparison in 2003, before the recall election of Gray Davis, um, he actually had an approval rating of 26%. And a few months before the election, it was as low as 21%. That's really important to remember, because he was extremely unpopular. Uh, even as a Democrat in a Democratic state, he was extremely unpopular. So Governor Newsom obviously isn't even close to as unpopular as uh, Gray Davis was back in 2003. Um, and I, I think it's really important to look back on that last successful recall election and say, wow, a very unpopular governor was recalled. This time around, a pretty popular governor is facing a recall election that only 12% of the governor voting population even wanted in the first place. Um, so I think that's really important to keep in mind. And on top of that, another poll came out saying that 56% actually oppose the recall election and 40% support it. So not a very popular campaign. And I think that's my main takeaway from this entire campaign. Um, it's just not a popular campaign. Uh, it, it isn't. Um, they needed 12%. They barely got it, even after a further extended period. 
uh, for collecting signatures, and they only really got it because there was an outrage that lasted a couple weeks. Um, Governor Newsom is still generally very popular in the state. Uh, this recall election is not popular in the state, um, as I just explained. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's looking like it'll go through, and um, a lot of people are going to be getting into this race. So watch out for a lot of Republicans. Um, people who want to really make their marks as a Republican in the state, maybe future congressmen, maybe someone who will challenge Secretary of State or whoever in a statewide election. Um, and you may see a few Democrats, probably not anyone super high profile, definitely not, you know, future gubernatorial candidates um, who really think that they have a chance in the future, but someone who maybe is a long shot who will, you know, get a decent amount of support. But I really don't think many of the future candidates who are going to be actually challenging him will actually get into this race, considering there is a much more likely chance of winning in an actual election in 2022, uh, which is right around the corner. So I'd say probably the best way to look at this is a Republican fundraising effort nationally and in California, and also a good way to promote some Republican candidates from California who may be running for Congress in their respective districts. Um, but anyway, that's all I had for this podcast. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Um, special thanks to Cal Matters, Sacramento Bee, LA Times, and CNN, who I used um, for a lot of the research in this. But thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any friends that would be interested in this podcast, feel free to share it with them, obviously. Um, and if you feel like subscribing, go right ahead. I'm not going to stop you. Anyway, thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.